Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Just Another Murder Cast. Yay Jam. Yay Jam. I am Haley. And I'm Beth. <laughs> you're reading the thing behind the head and I didn't even change it. Listen, I, yeah, you're right. I was trying to read it. I was trying, I don't know what it says above to introduce yourself. Oh, nope. Just Yay Jam. Okay. Do you have any comments? Yeah. Hurry up and tell me this freaking story. Okay. Don't let us forget at the end to read some of our reviews. Yeah, sure. But I want to hear the story. Okay, um, we don't really have any comments today except for like I'm in a I'm in a rabbit hole of emotions on this story. Okay, well tell me the story. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Warning. Oh yeah, this is a spicy podcast. We get a little cussy. Um, it's it's bullying and harassing according to TikTok. Blah blah blah. It's a murder podcast. Tell me the story. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Today might be a little bit long because we have a lot to go over and a lot of audio to listen to. So yeah, prepare yourselves for... A, this was supposed to be a one or two podcast or yeah episode case. And this is like three over my okay. life. And I have, am so mad that it took you this long to get to my house this week. I know. I know. I know. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 So last week um, we ended... Let's go over the case real quick. Lauren A.G. Yeah. Uh, they found her body in the lake. She was with her friends. Friends didn't report her missing. Everything's sketchy. You know, sketchy, they sketchy. The detective is like, she obviously, it was an accident. And I'm like, you can't tell that, sir. No, and we're not going to do a rape kit because she was on her period. That's not how that works. Right. Okay. We ended last week with um, a little secret secret. Yeah, there was a man. Tell me who the man was. Okay. Well, remember that houseboat? Yes. That... Chris fell asleep on yes. the night before. Yes. Well, Sheila. So most of my information is coming from Sheila Wysocki, which she started a podcast called Without Warning. She like dives into this case. She's the she's the private investigator. Okay. I, uh, we'll have to link that. Yes. Okay. Um, And she is the private investigator for this family. So she started the podcast when everything was happening. She's getting all the information. Um, She has a team of other private investigators she's working with. Okay. Um. They ended up having to kind of pause the podcast after a while because of everything going on. Because it became like, um, yes, it, it became a thing again, and because of the wrongful death yep. lawsuit, and then everybody's trying to shut them up, right? Yeah. Um, one thing I like about Sheila is I actually wrote them, so I'm waiting for a callback or something from them to ask him more questions. So if anybody has any more questions on this case, please let us know so I can ask their private investigation team. I mean, if she feels like she needs to call you. Well, like you can write into the show, write into her website. Mm -hmm. And there's a team of people that are like all over the case. So if you have questions and stuff like that, she takes questions. She does crowdsourcing. So she says most of the way she figures out her cases, which police don't like to do is crowdsourcing, which is getting all information from anybody that could have a different point of view. Yeah. Which I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, Okay. So Sheila tracks down the houseboat family okay all right so i know we keep going back and forth through the depositions but let me explain after lauren's parents hired sheila as the pi they filed the wrongful death suit which means they had certain questions that they wanted answers so we know that right yeah. all the campers pled the fifth especially hannah right yeah so the daughter of the owner of the houseboat people, they were letting them use their other boat, letting the crew use their other boat slip to park their boat on, whatever. So during the jailhouse, Chris's jailhouse deposition, he says, um, he's talking about 
they ask him about this other fellow, mm-hmm. right? Well, the girl from the houseboat, she's like, hold on, hold on. There was, there was a, there was somebody else with them. Yeah. And they're like, mm, what? Yeah. She no was like, what are you talking about? I haven't, I haven't heard of another person. She was like, yeah, he had like a weird name. Um, but he was with them all weekend. And this is the first time Sheila's heard about it. Hmm. Uh-huh. Nobody's mentioned it. None of the campers, nothing. So, this would be Bricks Gambrell. Bricks? Bricks. B-R-X. Okay. Um, and he is the missing part to this that nobody wants to mention. Yeah. Um, apparently, he had gone up with Aaron before, you know, the girls came after, mm-hmm. which then... Which then Chris was like, oh, the girls brought us up here. No, because then he says, we got there and Aaron and Bricks had set up the campsite. Yeah. But where but was the, where was Bricks when all this... Yeah. On Sunday when they found her body? Yeah. Nowhere. Mm. Okay. So during the jailhouse deposition interview, he says Bricks was with Aaron before him. Um, you know, they set up the campsite. He had gone to high school with Aaron, Hannah, and Lauren... Not Chris, though, because the girls didn't know. Nobody knew Bricks before this trip. Like, knew, knew. Like, mm-hmm. you know, friends. Yeah. Um, He's just been a person in the high school. Does he, that make he sense? He's just a person, yeah. Right. So, during the deposition with Chris, he says they met up with Aaron that weekend on Friday at the marina, and that's where he met Bricks. They drank at Fish Lips that night, and then all went back up to the campsite. That's the night Samantha, sketchy Samantha, mm-hmm. stayed with them at the campsite. But he said Friday night, um, during the interview, he's like, Friday night, I think that Brick stayed with his girlfriend, Callie. Different Cal. There's double names everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's a Callie Q. There's a Cal, whatever. Um, in her car. He thinks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, then he said he stayed with Callie in her car Saturday night as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He last remembers seeing Bricks at the bar. Okay. Fish Hills, Fish Lips, Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, when the investigator asked Chris about Bricks again, he says, have you talked to Bricks since you've been in jail? He's like, yeah, I called him. He says, about what? Chris, like, we were just chatting. Investigator's like, about the case? He said, yeah. And he said, about Lauren's death? Chris said, no. Investigator, what about the case? Chris? Just the lawsuit she, Sherry, is trying to put on us and, you know, I don't know, investigator. Well, what did you say about it, Chris? I don't I don't know much. It's just a lot of money trying to, like, avenge her death, I guess. Yeah. That's what he says to the investigator. Mm. So the investigator then is like, okay, well, what else? Chris says, nothing. Just Just nothing. And the investigator's like, well, why did you call him initially? He's like, because he's my friend. Oh. And the investigator's like, well, about the lawsuit? Chris? No. Investigator, then what else? Chris, just catching up. I've been in jail for six months, longer than I, I, I expected. You know, so then they do some random bullshit questioning about it. And the investigator's like, well, have you talked to them through a third party? Mm-hmm. You know, he says, because he hasn't had contact since he just checked in. <clears throat> he's like, yeah, Megan. Megan is another girl who is staying in Chris's house, I guess, while he's locked up. Okay. And um, he's like, well, wh- what about through this third party? He's like, I'm just checking in on my boat. 
because Bricks has my boat. Oh, okay. So the boat they used that weekend was this Malibu ski boat. It actually belonged to Chris. But but Bricks is taking care of the boat now. Mm. Why does he need to take care of the boat? Why does the boat need taken care of? Oh, right? Um, he said, I just, I didn't intend to be locked up this long. And the, the investigator's like, well, where's the boat now? Chris is like, I don't know. Chris, you're not helping your case, dude. Right. Okay, so <clears throat> remember, here's the weird thing. He met Bricks that weekend. Yeah. That's the first so why time. Would why is he taking care of his boat? Why would he need to call him in jail? Why Why is he taking care? Why did he give his boat to this guy he just met and be like, hey, take care of this while I'm locked up? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I mean. Because there's something in that boat that you don't want people to see. Well, why was he never mentioned? Yeah. Um. Why is there no statement from Bricks? Why did no one else in the party mention him? Where was he during all of this? All the, you know, the finding and everything. Before the case closed, Bricks had lawyered up. Of course, because they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, ask me about the number. Just say the number at the end, right? Not the end, but in a minute. Okay. Okay. So, um... Then Sheila, in the midst of this, gets a tip mm-hmm. from an anonymous source who happened to be a friend of Chris's. They grew up together. He said they were friends for a long time. Um, and one day he was just hanging out with Chris and straight up said, like, look, it's just the two of us. Like, what happened? He said, just tell me. He said Chris told him that the story was roughly the same. Um, they took her keys and threw them behind a tree so that she wouldn't drive that night. At some point, he said, you know, well, we thought she had gone back to the bar with her Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend. But he said Bricks gave him, like, the heebie-jeebies. He said Chris kind of gave, or Bricks gave Chris, like, the heebie-jeebies. He was, like, that stone-cold type of guy. It just made him uncomfortable. It actually kind of scared him, is what he told his friend. He said, I recognize his face, but, like, I'd never talked to him before or anything. This is what the friend, oh, sorry. That's what the friend said. Yeah. He said, I recognize his face, but, like, I don't, we didn't talk because he went to high school with him, too. Yeah, like. You knew people from high school, but you didn't really know. Right. Um, So Chris says that his friend, or Chris says to his friend that he thinks Bricks killed her. Um, And Aaron saw it or walked up on it and scared Aaron into staying quiet. The friend also said that Chris said, I understand why she, Sherry, the mom, is doing this, but I didn't do anything wrong and she's just ruining my life. Okay, well, you are doing something wrong because you're not telling the whole truth. If you didn't do anything wrong, then just straight up say what you saw. Right. And then, you know. So here's the thing, though. What I heard through a third source, um, a girl that knows the the people involved in the case said that Bricks comes from a lot of money. I really. And I... And so, like, maybe, so a lot of them think he kind of scared them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which there's no excuse. There's no excuse. No, I like, mean, but I get it. I, it still, I'd be over here screaming. Right. He said, um, really, Chris did not want to talk about it, and he would try to change, change the subject all the time. Um, and, but as far as Chris's character, he's like, he's not a bad guy. He has a bad rap because of this and, like, his DUIs, because he's in jail for the, you know, third DUI. Yeah. He honestly doesn't think Chris would do this. He's like, is he hiding it? I believe so. Because I think he, like, gel- guilted and scared into it. Yeah. Um, He said as far as, like, doing anything sexual with Lauren, like, Chris doesn't have a problem getting guys. Like, 
I mean, girl, sorry. Chris, Chris ain't got no problem getting guys now, baby. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a problem getting girls. Like, I don't think that he would do that. He's like, if, you know, you tell me they were doing drugs up there on the cliff. I would say, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't surprise me. But Chris is the type to avoid confrontation. He said if there was a fight anywhere, he would dip out. He's a little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said he thinks he Chris knows what happened. He's just not saying anything. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is a good friend of his. Now, Sherry tells Sheila that after the murder, and yes, I'm calling it a murder. Yeah. Um, a man came to the door, and it was the day after, and says, hey, um, I'm, I'm Bricks. I was at Wakefest with your daughter. Do you know anything that happened? Like, do you know what went on? Yeah. And Sherry's like, seriously? You were there. You, what, what went on? Yeah. Sherry tells Sheila that the day after the murder, and yes, we're calling it murder, a man came to her door and um, says, like, hey, I'm Bricks. I was at Wakefest with your daughter. Do you know anything that happened? Like, what went on? And she was like, seriously? You were you were there. Like, do you know what went on? So the day after yes, he her, shows up. Yes. But she didn't know him at that point, right? Why would he go to her house? Uh, well, okay, so she said he wouldn't look her in the eye. He just stood there like awkwardly kind of like gritting his teeth a little bit mm-hmm. and asked again. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm just wondering like if you knew anything, she's like, well, I mean, do you? And he's like, well, I just wanted to come by and talk to you for a minute and say, Hey to Josh, which is her son. Yeah. Um, because they had gone to high school together and you know, but other than that, like I'll see you. Bye. Just walks what out the door. A weirdo. Right. No, sir. Right. She said, I've never met this boy. Um, She said they were not, they, Lauren was not friends with him and nor would she be friends with him. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, Okay. So we, you know, we heard about the deposition and the ones that we're going to listen to are, um, oh, before we start. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out, Sheila, mm-hmm. remember that number last week that Chris called six times? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know? You want to know what that number was to? Was it to Bricks? Nope. Is it, who was it to? It was a boat detailing company. Mm. Hmm. Weird that mm. all of a sudden... Six times. We need our boat detailed so fast. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Like now, please. It was like a restoration detail company for boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was never brought in either, right? Well, because it's obviously not a murder. She threw herself into the water that no long jumper could get into. Right. Um, also, do we remember the um, last week where we had the questioning with Hannah? Where she actually went, and then Aaron showed up, and like and the, made him the, him. And the guy was there, mm-hmm. and Bricks was that guy. Bricks was the strange guy mm-hmm. at Aaron Lilly and Hannah Palmer's house that day that kept walking in front of the mic and moving her recorder and was like sketchy on the phone with Aaron. I need to go up there, right? Like, I I need to go up there, right? Right. Okay. So now here's where we're gonna start. All right. We are going to um, 
we're going to start by listening to during the deposition they had to call in the sheriff's office and mm-hmm. so that we're going to start with the sheriff sheriff ray yeah he was out of town that day um when jeremy taylor became the the detective okay so this is going to be a long interview we're going to stop and pause okay so if this needs to be two parts i mean there's another interview too we have to listen to but we'll make that next week okay so hold your titties because you're gonna be like what the okay okay holding holding we're ready all right so here's where we're gonna start and i'll just kind of stop it wherever okay? okay all right tell me about your um personal history where do you live currently still living in DeKalb County yes I do do you have any personal relationship with the parties in this lawsuit no have you ever met any of the parties of this lawsuit yes tell me which ones I think uh, Hannah Palmer is who I think I met she who, whoever, uh, I can define that, whoever the, the girl that lives uh, right down from uh, Miss Smith, she lives in the neighborhood there close to her or something. Sherry Smith? Yes. Okay. So you've met Sherry Smith before? Yes. And the same night I met the, the girl. Hannah so Palmer? I think that's who, who it was. How did you meet that girl? Uh... The week, uh, the, well, actually, the day that this happened on, I went to a, uh, a drug court conference, and that's where I was. So I missed the, a full week uh, of what has happened other than phone communication. And when you're talking about what happened, you are referencing Wakefest 2015? Yes. Gotcha, mm-hmm. and the death of Lauren Agent. Yes. Uh, when I got back, uh, the detective who was Jeremy Taylor had told me that he was going to talk to, I, I believe it was Hannah Palmer. And I told him, uh, he told me that Miss Smith had lived right uh, down from her and I told him that I wanted to go uh, with him and meet Miss Smith and give her my condolences and introduce myself because I wasn't here at that time. So approximately how long after Lauren's death did you get back involved in the investigation you said you were away for about a week yes so approximately how many days after her death did you return to work it would be a guess uh i i think that happened on a sunday uh and that was the day that uh, i left and i got back on a friday or Saturday, I don't remember, but it, but it would have been the next week, I'm sure. So several fo- days have passed. Yes. Okay. Did you make any statements at that time? To? Miss Palmer. I introduced myself to her and her dad, mom and dad might have been there. Do you recall anything about what Miss Palmer said to Jeremy Taylor? No. So he's talking about right now, he's talking about the first time that he met Hannah, which was um, like a week or so after when he returned into town. Yeah. And that's when he met Hannah because he wanted to go see, introduce himself to the parents, to Lauren's parents. But Hannah lives right there. Yeah. So, okay. Or to you? No. Okay. Recall anything about what her parents might have said? Uh, I just remember her dad was very emotional and uh, that they were 
I think some things had been said between Miss Smith and uh, on social media and, and, and things like that that had all of them upset and sort of scared. What was that on social media that had them scared? I don't I don't recall that. This was the social media between Samantha and all them, you know, where Samantha started that trash bash thing. Yeah. For Lauren and her family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you recall anything about it? Like, what was the subject of what was said? Or, okay. No. Did, um, is there anything in particular about Hannah's demeanor that night that you met her that you recall? Just being upset and Was she crying? Uh, some, yes. Okay. Um, and when you say she was upset, how do you know she was upset? About crying and emotional. Okay. Did she appear to be um, cooperative, open to talking to you about the investigation? Uh, uh, she didn't talk to me. Uh, she talked to the detective, but yes. Uh, Did you? I, I don't remember any resistance that she gave. Okay. What about Aaron Lilly? Have you ever met Aaron Lilly? Not that I recall. Have no. you ever met Briggs Gambrell? No. Have you ever met Christopher Stout? No. Okay. Okay, so wait. Have you ever met anyone? <laughs> in He's the sheriff. Yeah. And we've never met any of those people? Correct. But hasn't, haven't they been in jail? I mean, like, I can still see them going to jail and him not meeting him. It's not like he goes in. I mean, and I think it's a small town. If so, you've been arrested okay, a few so times, I, I googled it mm -hmm. um, because, I, you know, like I'm interested. It is half the size of Oconee County. Uh huh. At least half the size of Oconee County was in 2019, and that was 2019. We're a small town, and we're a small town. But I can assure you. First of all, I never worked for Sheriff Hale. Mm-hmm. But I did work for Sheriff Barry. Mm-hmm. Anything that happened in this county, mm -hmm. he was notified. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter if it was a murder, if mm -hmm. it was a uh, anything that was out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. He was notified about by dispatch when it happened. Like that, and was he was probably there. That was the rule. Mm -hmm. I can't say that if he were going out of town, mm -hmm. that if it, if it came in as like. I, I, I can say it. If this had occurred in Attorney County when Sheriff Barry was the sheriff, mm -hmm. he would not have gone out of town. He would have been there. I don't. I mean, he was already out of town, the sheriff, which but I get. But he would have came back. Let me tell you, if Barry was out of town when Elijah Wood was shot, he would come back He would come home. back. I mean, Hale was here, so. Yeah, but... And I can tell you, James, like, I never, I've never worked for James as a sheriff, but I've known James my entire life. Mm -hmm. I guess I should call him Sheriff Hale because mm -hmm. that's fancy. Um, but Sheriff Hale, when he, if he, like, he knows things. Mm -hmm. He can tell you every case just about mm -hmm. that is any kind of anything, and he's been actively involved in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point that they have Elijah Wood signs on all of their cars. Mm -hmm. It's on the sheriff's office door. It's on the racetrack stores. Like, it's everywhere mm -hmm. trying to be. But he, even if, okay, this is a suspected, not murder. Like, this is just a sad yeah. death. Yeah. 
he's still going to know about it. He's still yeah. going to meet everybody involved. He's mm-hmm. still going to investigate well, it. Well, it's such a small town that if something was sketchy, he'd get to the bottom of it. Yeah, there would be no if, ands, or buts about mm-hmm. it. So the fact Or if one of his deputies wasn't doing something right, he'd be like, help. The fact halt. that you don't know the people, like you haven't, I can, under, like at first when we started questioning, I thought it was like, did we know these people before? Mm-hmm. And no, I maybe met Hannah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Maybe, we, like, you know her parents or something. You know, a lot of people know my parents, but not me. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, he's like, no, I met her afterwards. I'm like, are you kidding me, sir? Yeah. Do you not Do you not understand what your job is? Yeah. Okay, anyways, rant over. I mean, I do feel like, I don't know. Uh, if, if he went with Jeremy that day, though, to, to the mom's house, he wanted to introduce himself. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're doing something right at that point. Right, but, like, maybe you should have, like, hey, Sherry's got these questions. It's my responsibility to make sure that they are answered. Yeah. I Like, my first move would be go to the mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meet the mom. Right. But I'm also going to talk to everybody else that was involved. Even if I'm not the one that's interviewing them. Right. Well, I'm still going in to a talk. minute, in a minute, you're going to see where I kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah. Can we pause it just for yeah. a second? Okay, so you're going to hear in a little bit why I kind of agree with him. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I just, I, I'm so torn because I'm like, he's the sheriff. We're from a small town. Yeah. Usually, if there is a big occurrence, especially in a small town, I don't know. Sheriff's more involved. Um, the sheriff's gonna know about it, and well, they're just usually involved, right? He may not handle the investigation because mm-hmm. that's what he has people for. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna know about it. He's gonna have met all the like key players in it. Yeah, and he's he's gonna be very knowledgeable about it. If yeah, you know, like I I don't yeah. I I don't understand where we got lost in the fact that that was your job. I, I I agree. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I agree. I just, you know, James is usually there for everything. Everything. Well, not my husband, but he's there for everything else. Well, yeah. So, um, so <laughs> I always thought it was so funny when I worked at the sheriff's office. This is a little break from the sadness. Um, when I worked at the sheriff's office and James was, um, I don't think he was ever a sergeant. I don't know. He was he was a lieutenant and then a captain or whatever he was. Um, if we had like a cow out, he knew we would be like, "Oh, we have a cow out on uh, Main Mill Road at Burger Road." He'd be like, "Oh yeah, call so and so up. Phone numbers, blah 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 blah." Yeah, tell them to go get their cow. <laughs> Come get your cow. Come get your cow. <laughs> and like he knew, like he knew, like he made it. His, I mean, one, he's been raised here, mm-hmm. so he knows. Yeah, but. Even even on top of that, he made it his job to be known and right. to put his face out there. And mm-hmm. Sheriff Barry did it too. They put their face out there. You know who they are. You mm-hmm. know that you can go to them if you need them. People don't like them, but those are usually the ones that have been on the wrong side of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that llama that James had to chase down that one time. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it was all on the news about James catching a llama. But anyways. I think I remember the loose llama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you ready? I'm ready. Let's get back.
Let's go back to Sherry Smith. When did you first meet Sherry Smith? That night. Okay. Or that evening. And uh, describe your interaction with Miss Smith that evening. Uh, we, uh, Detective uh, Taylor and I left um, that house and went to uh, Miss Smith's house and uh, went up and knocked on the door and told them who I was and gave them my condolences and we sat there and talked a minute and uh, I could tell something was wrong with her. Um, uh, I could tell something was wrong with her. Uh, she acted like she was mad and uh, I kept talking with her and, and told her that she kept that we were talking back and forth about how how she, she might have died or what things that uh she thought that looked strange and stuff like that and and then she was she finally said i'm i'm going to give you something uh like she didn't trust the detective that was there at that time and she gave me or showed me uh, uh, some things on the internet to, I don't know if it was uh, Facebook or uh, it was on a zip drive that y'all have is what uh, her husband uh, put it on. So that, that's what it was. And then uh, she, she called uh, Lauren's dad and him and some other girl came over there that, uh, knew something about something that wasn't she was right in what some of the stuff she was saying whoever the girl was but she was taking some of it out of context to get a, a result to something that that the detective told me later that that wasn't right of what she was saying it was right but it was out of context of what it was okay. she <laughs> okay so first of all you just found out that the the girls who passed away it was murder but the girl that passed away doesn't trust the detective that's in her mama of the case. doesn't trust that she feels like something's being left out right yes. so that is then your job to reassure her and then be like, all right, we're going to take a, we'll, we'll look into this. We're going to take a better look into this. Not just. Well, she just had it out of context. What? What? Me, and you don't know anyone's name. Where have you even you been, been, been there? You know nothing about this nothing. case, sir. You might as well say, hey, I read in the newspaper that she died. And um, then, you know, like in the newspaper, I read this because. A journalist has way more information than you do, sir. You know nothing. Right? And to call her like she's uh, she's out of line. Bitch, you're out of line. Like, uh, she's taking things out of context. Um, Excuse me, sir. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but her daughter, who was still a very young, mm-hmm. has died. In a suspicious manner. Right? Like, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. Sir? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't get it. No, I, I, what are you doing with your life? Because you're in the wrong line of work. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how did this, how did you become sheriff? How? How? Well, because it was a small town and nobody else ran. I guess. At least it wasn't Jeremy Taylor. Let's talk about it, okay? Wait till you hear his deposition. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, ready? Yeah. She took a different opinion, I guess, is what I'm trying to say of what it was. 
to get the full picture, who was present that night? You, Jeremy Taylor, right? Yes, Miss Smith, and I guess Mr. Smith. Yes, uh, her husband. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then her dad came, and another lady. I would. I don't. Lauren Agee's dad and another lady. Okay, so just a uh, young girl. It was a young girl. Okay. And I don't think that's, that's been a long time ago. I don't think anybody else was there. If it was, it would have been their family or friends that I, I don't know if I would have known okay. or not. And about how long did that meeting last? A few hours. You mentioned that Miss Smith gave you a thumb drive. Uh, Mr. Smith gave uh, Mayor Jeremy Taylor one that. Okay. We were Did you look at the contents of the thumb drive while you were there at the meeting or later? Uh, both. Mm -hmm. What was on the thumb drive? Uh, looked like some emails, just random stuff. Emails from there. whom? I would take, I took them as, uh, from somebody to Sherry or backwards and forth. There was different things that was on there. And do you recall anything about the contents of those emails? No. <laughs> Other than <laughs> I, I know the, the subtitles are on there. <laughs> it's funny the subtitles are on there. I'm not, listen, I wish we had a full camera right now of best reaction to this deposition i don't understand what he thinks his job is just wait just wait okay i, I just want like okay and like i get it like you're not a good sheriff dude got it what did you expect like what what'd you expect from this you thought you could sweep it under the rug is what you did and you didn't come prepared to this so he's for a deposition and you're not i'm sorry if i'm crunching oh. you're not coming prepared like i'm stress eating you're not coming prepared to this. Like he didn't take it seriously. No, no one ever took it seriously. All right, just wait. You're about to get pissed. I don't. I'm already mad. Just wait. Just wait. I've been mad since we started looking into this stupid case. Right. It's not stupid. I mean, it is stupid. It's stupid because I'm pissed. Okay. Uh, that would be it. What steps did you take later to investigate? None. The subject of the emails. <laughs> I did nothing. I did. Wait, but you I know, didn't. Jeremy Taylor took any steps later to investigate. Yes, he did. What did he do? do Deleted them. <laughs> well, you will have to ask him that. He uh, he just told me he reviewed them and talked. I think he talked to Miss Smith about them right after that. Sure, you're the sheriff. At, I know. Uh, at this time, she was sending him emails uh, every day, uh, multiple emails uh, to the uh, detective of anything and we asked her to do that uh, told her anything that she felt like she needed to say or do then do if she needs to email or send us a letter or come see us or call us or, or whatever then to do that so she she done what we asked her but don't to do but don't do it because it's annoying did yeah. she also email or visit you during the course of the investigation or was it only jeremy taylor jeremy taylor did I, you provide your email to miss email address to miss smith I don't know if I did or not. What was your involvement in the investigation? None. I didn't uh, do anything. As far as doing anything with the investigation, 
I went down there that night I told you about and seen the, the young lady and then seen Miss Smith and met her family. And uh, out of that meeting, they told us about a uh, two detect or two officers that worked for the White County Sheriff's Department that they had received a call from and said that uh, Lauren's death was suspicious and it can't be right and, and told information to that. They're talking about Yarchuk and um, McClin McClick, what is it called? Malaren, Malaren, Yeah. Now, remember the two officers that called her were like, something's not right, told yeah. Sherry that. So that's who he's talking about, being pissed at those two officers. For actually knowing what the freak they're talking about? Correct, correct. Uh, well, see, I have some really cool games in my office that I like <laughs> to play. Uh, so I played all these really cool games. Um, you know, like a uh, sheriff. I played cowboys and Indians. <laughs> and I played sheriff. Bank robber and uh, bank robber and uh, cop, cops and robbers. And that's what I did. Uh, I like to role play that I'm the good guy, but you know, I just really didn't do any investigation <laughs> along with that at all, because you know, like it's not my job. Nope. Are you okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. From their house. Uh, You're talking about Ms. the Smiths? Yes. Uh, Miss Smith's house, we leave there, find one of the officers in White County, and talk to him. What was the name of that officer? I knew you were going to ask that. I don't, I don't know. He's the one with I the I didn't glasses. come prepared for uh, this. Was a, I think a sergeant or something at that time. Any other descriptive features about him that you recall? No. Okay. And then uh, the only other thing that i done was... Uh, when the uh, allegation of the boat marks, the canoe marks in the chest, uh, my chief deputy, Robert Patrick. Now, he might have been my detective at uh, that time. I don't, I don't know the time frame of that, but I think he was my detective. We went and found the uh, boat the TWRA was on and done the comparisons. Let's go back to the conversation with you that you had with the officer from White County. Okay. Who was present for that conversation? Me, Jeremy Taylor, and him. And what did you say? I, I asked him if he called down there and told them that he didn't feel comfortable about uh, it being an accident or didn't feel comfortable about, uh, he thought it was more than that. And I kept asking him why he thought that. And he kept just saying, well, that's what I thought. And I told him that he should have called us and told us any information that he had uh, before he went to the family and told the family something that might not be true or there might be a reason, just like the lady that was down there, the young lady that uh, came with Lauren's dad, some of the stuff she had was, was true uh, uh, that, that I seen that were, uh, Detective Taylor had, but some of it wasn't, which throwed it into a different... A different light of what had happened so but he didn't give us anything the whole time we talked to him in white county did he mention any names of anyone that he had spoken to to form that opinion that the death was an act was not an accident he he said that um the best i can recall that he kept saying that the boys uh, one of the boys i don't remember which one it was was acting weird um, how did he know to your, what, what's your understanding of 
how this officer from White County came to have information about the case. Uh, they were, uh, he was him and uh, some more people uh, from White County, and I don't know if there were any other departments, uh, law enforcement departments there, were working security for Wakefest and other events that are there. And during the course of his working security, he came uh, into the investigation of Lauren's death. Is that what you understand? Yes. Do you know if he was ever interviewed by your office? Besides the one conversation that you had with Jeremy Taylor? I do not. Uh, do you remember the date approximately of when you had that conversation with this officer? It uh, would have been the same night that we went to Sherry Smith and the other ladies, which was probably the next week after I got back. Was there a recording, audio, or in writing of the communication you had with the officer from White County? Not that I recall. Detective Taylor would have, have to answer that, but not that I recall. How many, we should take a shot for how many times they say, not that I recall. Excuse me, sir. Did you just like, we just interviewed somebody, questioned them because like, because we, they want to start shit with that, my investigation, but we didn't record it. You know what they did? He's like, he didn't get us, give us any information. You know why? Because you probably went over there and was like, what the, f I'm the sheriff. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll get you fired. Oh, buddy. Buddy. I'm so angry. Yep. You ready? Uh, you did not record or write down anything about that conversation. No. No, it wasn't he didn't necessary. Tell us anything to, to write down other than he just had a feeling, weird feeling. About one of the guys acting funny? Yes. Is there anything that you remember about the guy that he said was acting funny? For example, why he thought that this guy was acting funny? I can't remember that. It's been. Do you remember? Whether or not the officer from White County had interviewed the guy that he thought was acting funny? No. Okay. Do you think he, do you have any information about whether or not the officer from White County spoke to or observed the kid that was acting funny? The, the, this is hearsay, but the only, uh, only thing I know that the officers did not do was mention anything about anything to anybody that was there the night that Lauren uh, was found there. They never mentioned a word to none of the, the detectives, none of the other officers that were there that were taking statements. Uh, didn't say nothing to nobody. Um, we already know that the White County, White, White. the White County officers talked to fucking Chris. Chris yeah. is the one acting weird. So Sheriff Ray, shut up! He doesn't know anything about this. I don't understand. Nothing about nothing on nothing. He said he didn't say anything to anything about anybody or anything. Ain't nobody said nothing about anything to anyone or anybody. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody know nothing about nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing, okay? Oh, God, okay. Uh, so you're saying the officers from other counties did not make statements to officers from your office? Yes. Okay. About anything that was was suspicious or he said this or this here happened or whatever. Okay. Um, the only thing that sparked us going to talk to them was Miss Smith saying that 
this officer called her and said that instead of calling us, they called her. When did you learn that Lauren H.E. had died and that your office would initiate an investigation into her death? The night that she, they found her. Okay. The what did you do when you learned about her death? I'm sorry? What did you do when you learned about her death? Uh, the call came, uh, they first called me and told me that a small child had drowned uh, in the lake. That was the first initial call that they had got there. And when they got and who there. Who called you? Who's, the, who's they? Uh, I had the, uh, multiple officers. The ones that was going to the scene, uh, uh, Jeremy Taylor called, uh, my chief deputy at that time called because they, th that's standard procedure for them to call me if somebody is uh, uh, dead. So, uh, they started calling just to tell me uh, to keep me sort of because they knew I was out of town. Uh, and then a little later, they called and told me that it was a, a, a not a child, that it was a younger lady that had drowned. At that time, they thought had drowned. At that time, they thought had drowned. I thought that they said that she had drowned. That's what they decided. Uh, yeah. I well, no, remember, there was no water in her lungs or anything. No, but that was still the, the how, what they ruled her death Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was blunt force and possible drowning. But, you know. Did they not be like, hey, they, they, hey my words aren't working. Not say like, hey, um, it, it looks a little suspicious. They probably did, but he don't recall. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't recall much of anything. I'm surprised he even knows Lauren's name. And we probably learned about it from the deposition papers. Yeah. Also, if y'all hear my phone making a weird noise, it's because it won't stop. <laughs> like, if people call, people have called and they've texted, and I'm about to lose my ever-loving mind. So, yeah. if I answer the phone in a minute and I'm like, I am busy, <laughs> then do not judge me. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. All right, making sure we're good there. If you hear my phone going, that's because we're listening to this audio off my phone. Next week, we'll try to figure out how to do it differently, but this is all we got right now. Yeah. Okay. What was your response as, as what? What is your standard practice or procedure when there's a death? Do you make assignments for the investigation? Do you have any action that you need to take? Or does your office sort of run seamlessly? I'm trying to understand what happens does since not you run out seamlessly. of town. Like, how no. does everyone know what to do? Not what they uh, my chief deputy would have been the next uh, person in charge. Who's who your is chief deputy? Don Adamson. Okay. But he just said he didn't know. S-O-N. Earlier, he said, I don't know if he was my chief deputy okay. or not. That was from a previous case. Uh, um, and so how was the assignment made for lead investigator on this case? Would he was the one that was on call that week. Jeremy Taylor. Mm -hmm. Okay, is there any protocol in your office for assigning cases other than who's on call? For example, if the nature of the case is a drug case or a rape case or a murder case, is there any distinction between which officer should take the lead on that case? No. Okay. To your knowledge, has Jeremy Taylor ever investigated a death case before Lauren Agee's death investigation? I can't say yes or no, but I would say he's been to some of I know he's been to 
to different death cases since he's been a detective. I know he's seen a dead but body. But to your knowledge, he hadn't necessarily taken the lead on a death case? He, he could have. Okay. I, I don't have that information with me, but yet, yes, he could have. Had you required Jeremy Taylor to undergo any type of death investigation training prior no. to the investigation for Lauren Ag? No. And to your knowledge, <laughs> have he received any death investigation training voluntarily? No. No. Does your it's office provide on-the-job death investigation training of any kind? We can. Yes, it's not a mandatory, but we can. Um, and so in this case, was there any guidance given to Jeremy Taylor in particular, knowing that this was a death investigation and that he was the officer in charge, uh, on call? He knew he was the officer on call that weekend. Right. But did you give any additional guidance or training specifically in terms of how to handle a death investigation? Uh, Wing it. It's... <laughs> What, what happens, of course, it, it, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you. <laughs> Just yes or no. Yes or no. The answer would be no. Um, no, my um, department is not properly um, trained. trained. That's it. To investigate a murder. Yes. Oh, oh God. Ooh, I'm, you're about to get ooh, fired up. Uh, a protocol to use because every call that we go to is different. So different circumstances requires different things. Uh, some... Uh, uh, Deaths that they go to, uh, they work. Uh, some of them, the TBI works. Some of them, both of them do a joint to get a joint investigation together. So they're just different, different scenarios with different uh, who's the lead role in it. So sometimes the TBI just assists, and but still one of my detectives are in in control of the investigation. So. And in this case, what happened? Uh, Detective Taylor took over the investigation and... Was TBI involved at all at the beginning of the investigation? Not at the... Well, not that I know of. See, I wasn't there for that, that first week. That would be something you'll have to ask them. So how, how do you not know? know? They... <laughs> how do you not know, sir? That the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations is involved in your case. Your county's case. You have no idea. He has no idea. You have to ask somebody. You have to ask somebody else. Ask somebody else. Don't ask him. Hey, you're an inconvenience asking the sheriff about information. Kaylee. What? I oh got wait, a we're about to learn too that if if he hears this podcast, he's gonna come after us. Oh cool, yeah, come come for me, bro. Come at me. Um, I shop at deadcreativevents.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you have you have two kids, right? Correct. Uh, Finn and Parker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Finn, Finn and Parker. Finn and the other one. Yeah. Um, do you know if the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is involved in any of their lives? No, as in no, they're not. Not no, they're, no I don't but like know. you know. That oh, I'm a hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I would hope not. <laughs> okay, but so no. um, we have this podcast that we do, right? Correct. Okay. Do you know is the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation involved in our podcast at all? I have a feeling they're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. What about um? We'll get even closer. Like more likely, what about the Georgia? Bureau of Investigation. 
no. Oh, wow. It's so funny how you, you know what? Like, I can even tell you with my husband getting hit with a vehicle, is Georgia State Patrol involved? Absolutely. Is the Georgia Bureau of Investigations involved? No. No. So weird how you know that. Do I know Oconee County is involved? Correct. Yes. Do I know that the Georgia State Patrol is involved? Yes. It's weird how you know that. Correct. So weird. Yeah, and I'm not a police officer. So weird. Just in case you needed that. Not me. <laughs> so I don't know much about much, but I know that they're not involved. So, so, so weird. Yeah. So weird. I don't, how did you know? I don't know. I just know. You didn't even have to like ask anyone else. I don't know. Maybe I should though. Maybe like what if these things are going on and we don't know it? <laughs> like what if Tennessee, they are involved? Tennessee Bureau of Investigation just sitting there and listening to us. Like, yes. Oh no. Sheriff Ray's listening. He said, well, he's, he's, yeah, just, oh, he's so scary. Uh, uh. Okay. Ready? I ain't scared. I know it's good. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Talk with anyone, or I know the DA that talked with the district attorney. What is your relationship? You officers on the job, for example, are you a supervising officer of Jeremy Taylor, or do you work as more as peers? And if he needs you, he reaches out. Tell me about that. Uh, with uh, all my department, I'm there. I'm the supervisor. I'm the, everyone's boss. I'm the so, boss. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. How frequently do you comment on or uh, become involved in the direct decisions made on the case? Uh, I mean, my detectives, uh, for for sure, uh, uh, tell me what, give me updates on what they're working on and things throughout uh, the week. So it just depends on what what they're working on. Yeah. So in the case of Lauren <clears throat> AG, and in particular with Jeremy Taylor being the lead investigator, was there ever a time during that first week when he, when Jeremy Taylor reached out to you to give you updates or to ask questions or to request guidance on how to handle it? I'm sure. Do you recall the specifics of what he asked or what he updated you on? Uh, just what he had found out or what he had done. Uh, that wasn't every day that he done that or, or every time he done something. Uh, he called and told me that, that it wasn't a child. I remember that, uh, that, that was there. And Do you remember any specifics about um, a, t- a time when he might have called to ask for permission to take an action on the investigation where you had to give permission or give authority? No. Okay. So he was pretty much in charge and just providing you with updates. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Is there any reason why you may have concluded that um, Jeremy Taylor strike that? Back to the investigation of Lauren Agee's death. Did you personally conduct any witness interviews of family members, friends, or witnesses at the scene other than your interview that you had with Ms. Smith um, when you accompanied Officer uh, Detective Taylor that one night? No. And why is that? That's what I have detectives for. I don't do... Um, witness interviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your detectives do the witness interviews and you supervise their work. Yes. From now, afar. 
Very far. I have Very in far. the past uh, done some of those. I mean, I, if I might sit in on an interview with something, but just not this one, because they were already, the majority of them were already done before you got back. I got back. Would it surprise you to know that there were witness interviews taken for which there was no written recording or documentation or audio recording or documentation in this investigation? Is that standard? Depends on what that interview is and what came out of it. Mm -mm. I didn't take no, a, no. a statement from the officer up there because he had nothing to say. I see. So because you probably bullied him also you can say yes it would be very surprising to know that interviews were not recorded why would they not be recorded from the get-go that and it's not like this is like the 1950s like it was what year is this 2005 15 2015 i was way off um 2015 so like you it, you could easily record it yeah that we just don't we just don't it's fine it's fine yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, that's a two-sided question. <laughs> so tell me when in your office it is necessary to take down a written statement or an audio recording of a witness versus when it's not necessary. When it's convenient uh, to us. They have information that's uh, pertinent to whatever you're investigating would, would of course be a time that you would want to record something. And what type of information would they need to have? Credible or reliable, uh, what not what maybe somebody else heard or, or something of what they know. And so, for example, you mentioned that the officer in White County described an individual male who had been present at the scene who was acting, quote, funny but we don't know the name of that individual because it wasn't written down. Would that have been information that you, looking back, they would knew, want to know? I think I think they he knew the individual he was talking about because he was on the boat with him. Who is he? Uh, Jeremy Taylor. Jeremy Taylor knew the individual that the officer from White County was mm -hmm. referencing. Yep. Because he was on the boat with Jeremy Taylor when? No, 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 no. Uh, the officer was on the boat with whoever was acting funny. was acting funny at yeah. the time when you went to interview him no 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 he he i'm sure he jeremy knew who he was talking about that was acting funny i guess that's what i'm trying to say right but if you didn't make a recording of your interview of the officer from white county how can someone who's subsequently reviewing your files identify who was allegedly acting funny mm-hmm do you see what I mean? Let's see what you're saying. So if, if information like... <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, a very good point. I'll talk to I'll talk to my sheriff. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> You'll have to ask the TV on that. I don't know. I don't but know. like, okay, is your stomach... Okay, like I know we've been mad this whole interview, right? Is your stomach starting to get uncomfortable yet? With the like... Uh, 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 and then the boat and then the... Well, um, are you starting to get like that uncomfortable like i want out of this interview so bad um no but i'm also a lot meaner than you Ugh. um so i want to get in the interview uh secondhand embarrassment is one of my least favorite things in the whole wide world oh i'm not embarrassed for him like 
ah, just uncomfortable, watching uncomfortable situations. It's very uncomfortable. I cannot. But I'm not embarrassed for him because, like, that, that that's, your, that's your job, dude. Right. That'd be like you coming and watching me at work and then being like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Then I would be, I'd be embarrassed, but you shouldn't be embarrassed for me because, like. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, like, my butt is starting to clench. Just, it gets worse, okay? Like that is determined on site to be not important enough to write down. How do we track your investigation? Right. That makes sense. I'll say what you said. Would you, looking back Wait, now, have made a written recording or an audio recording of that investigation or, or that interview of the officer? Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you just said she had a point. Right. I mean, he didn't... <laughs> He didn't tell us nothing while we were there. He told us he didn't know nothing. Except that the guy was acting funny. Well, that's all he said, though. Yeah. He, he couldn't even describe what that was. He didn't want to describe um, it to you, Dick. But he thought it was important enough to call the mother of the deceased. Yes. Did he share, to your knowledge, did he share with the mother of the deceased any other information that maybe he shared with you that night? No. Okay. And we don't know the name of the officer that you interviewed at that time because we didn't make a written recording of that interview. Um, is there anyone else that you might have spoken with that you didn't no. document? That's it. Do you know if Jeremy Taylor <laughs> also it. conducted interviews which for which there was no audio or written recording? I don't know. Um, as a policy matter, do you require your officers to document the steps they take during an investigation? Uh, they do uh, at the end of their case. Uh, when they get done with it, they do a uh, case review report or something uh, that was on there to tell what they've done or what the case is happened with the case. Have you reviewed the case review report in this investigation? Yes. And what do you recall about that report? Anything of significance? No. If I provide you a copy of it, would it refresh your recollection? Oh, I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> the investigative report? Yes. Did it have anything of significance about the, the investigation? Not to your recollection? No. Okay, not. I'm going to give you a copy of it. <laughs> Let me help you, sir. Does this look like Let the investigative report that Detective on. Taylor prepared? Yes, it does. Okay. And are you familiar with Detective Taylor's signature? On the second page, we see a signature. Does that appear to be the signature that Detective Taylor would have used to sign this report? I believe so. Now, this report is only two pages um, and contains very little information. <laughs> two pages. I, I, I am on page like 45 of this case. Sir, I'm not even making hand, anything on this case and I have more than two pages. I, I've handwritten 45 pages, okay? <laughs> and he's got two on this whole motherfucking case. Maybe okay. it's really small, front and back. <laughs> and like one's printed in black or red and the other's printed in blue like over each other so, so you can wear you... glasses mm -hmm. okay yeah i mean that would make sense 
Okay, that's what he did. Okay, well. First one to ever do that, but that's pretty cool. So that would make it only like four pages, <laughs> which still is a problem for me. Um, I, okay, okay, okay. I'm just over it. So there's that. Okay. About the steps taken in the investigation, in your opinion and experience, is this the length or depth of a typical report of a death investigation in your office? You, I have different officers that do different things. I have some that are better in some things than others. I have some that will write 15 pages and some that will write smaller pages. Uh, some of them have better strengths and different things in our office, so. But yes, I've read what it says. Is this one? Some have better strengths. Okay, okay. He forgot a letter. <laughs> so, I was working yesterday, mm -hmm. and the battalion chief on my shift is Josh. You're Josh. Oh, my Josh! Okay. Um, so, we were talking about, we were, like, in the bay, like, talking about things, doing different things. And Josh said something which is so perfect, and I, I like to do the same thing, but it came out of his mouth, so I'm going to give him credit. He's not strong at everything, that comes with firefighting. Mm -hmm. So he surrounds himself with others that are so that they get the best for the job, like the best job Absolutely. done. Okay, so I understand that maybe this particular um, person wasn't the best at this. I Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. But there are others there that can assist. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I, I like my words are going in my head too fast for me to get them all out. I'm thinking so like I write reports at work. Uh huh. There's someone at work that reviews my reports. Uh huh. And sends them back to me when I've made a mistake. Yeah. So that I can fix that. Right. Or if it's confusing to them, mm -hmm. she clarifies it with me. So that it's in that report. So if in a couple of years I go to court, right, it's all written there. Right. So would you not think, okay, I got two pages on a suspicious death. Mm -hmm. Maybe let me get him some help. Yes. Or have someone else investigate it. Well, yeah. Or, you know, him be like, hey, I need help with this report. Yeah. Because I'm just not good at it. But there's so much that's already happened. It should be more than two pages. It should have been more than two pages within the first 24 hours. I guarantee you, um, the if I don't think EMS was probably called, but if EMS was called, they were. Um, their report is more than two pages. Uh -huh. Maybe not the whole narrative, but the actual report right. is more than two pages. Correct. Um, whoever, who was it that helped them get the body? Did they put them on the TBI. TBI. And the EMS. Their report is going to be more than two pages. Correct. I just. Uh, My report would be like, I got this call. The sheriff was out of town. I drove 10 miles an hour. I, you know what I mean? Like, I would literally document every single. Because, like, what about situations like this? That's so scary. So, I had. I'm listening. I don't document that way. But my document, everything? I don't, do, I do, I mean, but, that sounds terrible. I do, but no, I, no, you're not. 
uh, yeah. I don't document everything, but I document everything that's important. Right. Does that make sense? That somebody could come and question so about later. My trip report uh-huh. says who drove to the scene. Right. Who tra- Who who was in charge of the scene? Right. Who um how how many miles it took me to get to the scene? How many mm-hmm. miles it took me to get from the scene to the hospital? Right. Um I document how I found that patient. Mm-hmm. Um I, in normal cir- circumstances, I don't document like what the house looked like or things like that. But for like a death or like a sketchy death. Something even not a ske- even even like a sketchy call. Mm-hmm. I'll document how I found the house, what it looked like. Right. Um, on accidents, I document the damage to the car, um, whether or not, like, where the position of their seatbelt, even. Like, um, so, like, you have to, like, have you ever seen that show Psych? Yes. Where he can look at things and it takes a picture in his mind. I wish my mind did that. Like, you know, you have to look at it and, like, think that, uh-huh. that, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't go as far as decu- documenting that the car was facing the wrong way in the road because that's not my job. I'm not concerned about the car. I'm right. concerned about the patient in the car. Right. So I document, you know, like the things that are relevant to that. Right. Okay. But law enforcement may not document like every little bump and scrape that that patient has. Correct. But if you put the two together, you could figure out an entire case. An entire case. Right. Right. Okay. Okay, I'm with it. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> okay. One more on the short side and underdeveloped side compared to other officers. Um, or is this more common and lengthy and detailed compared to other officers? It is smaller uh, than than some of them. <laughs> just a wee bit smaller. Just a bit smaller. Would you say that Officer or Detective Taylor's um, weakness is in developing reports and documenting? Also, investigations is his weakness. Uh, law enforcement. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to understand more about him as a detective in your office as compared to other detectives. <laughs> Some, yeah. Um, he's would probably not write a longer report than some others were would. No. Really? <laughs> Who in your office, if anyone, trains detectives? Are you there, Stephanie? Okay. Trains officers, if anyone, on preparing investigative reports. Uh, they go through that, I'm sure, and go through uh, that in their uh, uh, academy, uh, when they're sent to the academy for post uh, certification. They uh, are by minimum standards, and that is all I'm required to have officers by minimum standards. They do uh, uh, 40 hours of in-service every year, uh, and some in-services that have different topics that are there, some that uh, are just one topic. <laughs> they learn how to do it when they're in school. Okay, do you know what school is for? Continuing education. Okay, no, but like the, the initial certification. All right, your initial certification is to give you the building blocks to be good at your job. Do you know how you actually learn how to do your job during field training? Mm-hmm. 
I don't, and continuing education. And continuing education. We all education. have to take continuing ed. If you have a state license, even me doing hair, you have to have continuing education. Yeah. But the report writing, like, it's not like they're just like, do whatever you want. Like, there's a format. Yeah. And, like, each, each, each agency does things different. So you have to teach them how to do it your way. Right. And you're like, he learned in school how to do something about something. Well, what if they what right. if they've been in the forest for 15 years? They learned how to do it 15 years ago. He should be fine. He'll be all right. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, he's cool. I he's cool. I like am questioning my life. You right know, now. he we de- we promoted him to detective because he looked good in the outfit. We didn't teach Speaking him how of to looking do it. good in the outfit. Just wait. Approximately how long is the academy? Uh. <gasps> Sparkle is here to save the day and save you money. My mouth has See, been pushed onto this so far. Nine weeks. To, they've, they've upped it here in the last couple of classes, so I think it's nine weeks. So nine weeks consisting of, what, about 40 hours a week of training? Or more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they so, stay on campus. Gotcha. And to your knowledge, did Jeremy Taylor have to go through that nine-week academy? Yes, he okay. did. I see. And during that time, he would have learned how to prepare a case file and document a case file nine and weeks prepare an investigative report. I'm sure they went over that there. Okay. And do you believe that this investigative report and the case file mm-hmm. that Detective Taylor prepared is consistent with the level of training that he would have been provided during the academy? I don't. I can't answer that. Why? Well, they would have to answer that. The academy would. So you I'm don't know what is you and your experience. You, you don't know what's required, and you don't know what the bare the the, the academy is the bare minimum. So would a sheriff not be like your report's not sufficient? Give me another one. Is that? Am I right? Yeah. I lose okay. my job if my We're about to get enough. to the point where it gets weird, all right? Like where it gets weird? Where it gets weirder. <laughs> it takes a, a it takes a violent left turn where you weren't prepared for. You're going 65 down this back road and then boom, like Garrett Road. You ever been down Garrett Road? Yeah. That turn right there gets you every time. Okay? Ready? Experience as a sheriff, if you believe that this is a deficient report or if this is an acceptable report, along with your experience i believe it could have been longer but at the end of the day i think the results would still be where they are right but do you think that the report itself is deficient uh it could have some other things in it i'll agree with that but at the end of the day we're still right back where we are with the results of the case so i think that he tried to hit the highlights of what was there uh in the report to get to the to the end of it. What's your understanding of the result of the investigation or the results of the case? Of what? Well, you mentioned that this report, you agree, is deficient and could have, or I'm going to say should have, included more information. I never agreed that it was deficient. Do you believe that this report is deficient? I'll say again what I said. I could have put more stuff in it, but the other, the next officer might not have put as much as that. I don't, I don't know. Right, but uh, that's not really an answer to my question. Well, <laughs> I can say that that uh, I think he put so the facts of the case that was in there that that he thought he should put, and 
at the end of the thought. day, the, the, what he has down here is, is right. Do you believe that this report is deficient? I mean, I know what it says and I, I understand what question. it says. It's a yes or no answer. I, well, I told you, I, I could have added some extra stuff to it, you know, and another officer might have added more than I did. So, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> how do you grade a report. Do you believe that this report is deficient in comparison to the level that you are taught in the academy that you expect of your officers? I will say that I think he could have put some more details it's a yes in it. Yes or no question, sir. Respectfully, that's what you said before, but it isn't really an answer to my question. And I hate to do this and be repetitive, and I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to badger you, but we had an objection because of my mischaracterization of your testimony, and I don't want to mischaracterize your testimony. So I'm going to ask you to just answer this question, and then I promise I will move on. It's really a yes or no question about this report. You testified that you believe he could have put more information. Yep. That's fair. Do you believe he should have put more information? Uh, I don't yes. know how to answer it without going back. It's a yes or he, no. He, I am so uncomfortable at this point. Like, I'm like, answer the question! I want to slap him. Like, yes. Yes or no. Look, I like that she's getting a little bit spicy here. Okay. Okay. This is why I couldn't do her job. Okay. This is where the whole interview takes a she's over it turn. This is why I cannot do her job because I'd be like, sir, it's really it's yes or no, yes or no, and he'd start talking. I'd say yes or, or no. no. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Okay. He could have. Oh. He could have. They're gonna give me again. I'm gonna uh, ask it again. She's over it. The counselor, we've gone over this. It's been asked and answered. It hasn't been it answered. Has been He's answered gonna answer it. The same <clears throat> but it's not been answered. He's gonna answer it. I'd be like, all right, sir. What was his answer? Yes or no? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. It's a yes or no question, and I'm not getting well, the answer from our record. My, my uh. I could take a six-page report that he wrote oh. and said and say the same thing with. So Jesus I, I, Christ. I don't, like I yes said, I don't know how you grade no. uh, investigative reports. That's your job, Because sir. he still has a case file to back up uh, what is in here. Th this, this is just not all he has. So you have to put all that in together. You're, you're picking one thing out here to, to get me to try to answer to of where what is here is not the whole the whole case file. What do you use investigative reports for? For On what do you rely on the investigative report? What's the purpose of the investigative report? To to summarize what has happened and uh, to let our, we, we have to report uh, uh, through Tiber's different crimes and things like that of what has happened with the case. Do you believe that this investigative report is a sufficient summary of what has happened in the investigation of this case. I do with the case file itself. Oh, On my. its own, you don't think it's sufficient. Well, I'm just that, asking. That, I'm not. It, this isn't going to sink or sail the ship. Well, there, there again, this is not the only part 
of the Answer, case file. But you just said that it was to summarize the entire case. Answer. So that should be the cliff notes of the case. So if that is not enough information on its own, then the answer is no. When I was in high school or middle school or whatever, you could get on the cliffnotes.com and read the cliff notes and take an AR test. You remember that? Yes. Why? <laughs> Can he not answer this question? I'm so, I'm so, like, my stomach hurts. Yeah, okay. So I don't know how to answer your question without. You answer it by saying yes or no! The investigative report combined with the case file. Yes. Do you believe is sufficient? Yes. As a representation of what happened. Of in the this case? case? Yes. Yes. With what's in what's in there? Yes. Okay. We'll mark this exhibit one. Okay. Okay. That's interview part one. Okay. Where interviewer is over it at this point. Yeah. Over it. So our interview now takes a turn where like. She's not having it anymore. Yeah. She's not having it. You know, where he's got a lawyer present that could say objection, you know, blah, 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 blah. She's over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. So that's what we're going to pause this interview and we will pick it up at part two. Make sure you cut off that sound at the end of that interview part. Yeah. Um, so again, that is from Sheila Wysocki. She got the um, interviews. You can find them on YouTube as well. Um, but that's where I, I mean, I literally am obsessed with Sheila at this point. Yeah. And so thank, thankfully for her um, and her investigations, her private investigators, her, sorry, oops, her hard work has made it a lot easier for me. So like I said, I'm hoping that soon I will get the call back from them. I've received the emails. But I need questions to ask them that we want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what was her podcast again? Without warning. Without warning. Yes. I'm not going to listen to it. Don't listen. Yeah, it, you're not. I mean, of course, anybody else listens to it, but you can't listen to it until we're done. But this is where we're basically getting most of the information from. So go listen to it at the end, and then you will find out other information. I'm basically giving you cliff notes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sufficient do ones. Do you feel like this is sufficient? I feel like this is sufficient because I have 45 pages. So... I so hate this case. I wait. It's not even. It's we're not even there yet. We're not even in the peas and carrots yet. We're the meat and potatoes. We're at the peas and carrots. So eventually, next next time we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna finish this interview, and we might even start off with Jeremy Taylor's interview. And guess what? What? They're not friends anymore. The sheriff and him? Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the two white county officers? Yeah. No longer officers. Why? We'll get there. You know what? I hate doing this podcast with you. Also, we're going to hear from Sherry Smith and her conversations with Jeremy Taylor. Yeah. And it's fucking weird. I hate doing this podcast with you. I know. Um, but are you obsessed yet? I hate you. Yeah. I have never hated someone as much in my life uh-huh. as I hate you. Even the sheriff? <sighs> close. Close second. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about it if you would just... If a ro- rose. 
Rose. Rosie. Rosalita. If she had just left us alone. <laughs> yeah. So now we're fully invested. I would know and anything about this. I need everybody to start sharing this case because crowdsourcing. Thank you. Thank you to Sheila Wysocki because I'm obsessed and I feel like crowdsourcing is the best way to go. So I need questions that need answers. Okay. Well. That's our, that's our homework for the week. By this whole damn case. Yeah. I, first of all, I have an obsessive personality. Me too. So, um, I just want to know everything right now. Yeah. And the fact that you make me wait, like the listeners can wait, like that's fine. But you make me wait and that's rude. Yeah. So I'll see you tomorrow for the next part of this. <laughs> Don't think you're getting away from it. Right. I mean, I'm ready for it. Okay. I'll so. see you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't have anything to do. Um, do you work Sunday? Yeah. Ew. Um, okay. Well, if y'all have any questions, please let us know. Please don't forget to share this. Please share all the information, the podcast, everything, so we can get this out there. Like, how cool would it be if this just started to blow up and somebody finally came forward? Yes. So, um, also, we're on the hunt for Brooks. Bricks. Sorry. Bricks. Bricks. Yep. Yes. Okay. So, go on over to our Facebook. Yep. And we need like questions on the Facebook. Ask us questions on Facebook about this case. Go to the website. Um, leave us a suggestion for a murder. We are going to keep covering this for our just a little while. Our website is just another murder case. Dot com. No, case. just another murder cast. Or case. Just, it's cast. <laughs> if you go to just another murder case, it's not going to be our website. We'll be there. Um, just another murder dot com. You can leave us a review for another um a suggestion a suggestion for another case yes um we'll eventually start throwing other cases again we're just yes. obsessed with i this found one. one today i have so many i need to write them up so write them up for well we're doing but we've done bonus but like yeah. um and then um make sure you share us okay we've shared it with all of our friends all yes. of our friends listen now all five of you so if you could share it with someone else please do that um, and then if you listen on the Apple podcast, the little purple icon, if mm-hmm. you could leave us a review on there because it makes us feel better about ourselves. It really does. Um, I'm actually going to read some real quick uh, from I Love Monkeys. They're awesome and so funny. These cases are so interesting. Love y'all. Love y'all. Love you. Um, from Rose. I hate you, Rose. Rose, ghost, ghost. I don't hate um, you. I, I love this. Found you through TikTok and have been binge watching your episodes ever since. I love you guys and your chemistry. I'm genuinely so sad. I missed your live show. I would have loved so be, have been able to listen in live. Would have loved to be able oh, to have been able to listen in live. Okay. Yeah, go to our TikTok so that we can go live on our TikTok instead of Haley's TikTok. Yes, because I got banned. You guys are going to blow up, and I'm so excited for you. Love, Rosie. Okay, I so do sweet. love Rosie. Yes, she's um, awesome. I'm a little bit irritated that you gave us this case, but I'm so happy you gave us this case. Right? Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, from A. Siebel, seriously, so good. I love you. Yeah. yeah. Um, from Lucy Loves Cookies, love the pod. Gray banner between. Two friends while talking about serious subject. Very good. Listen. Aww. How fun is that? We got a good. We got good. We got the good ones. Yeah. So um, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep sharing. Yeah. We got to get this out there, right? Yes. And if you need more and you want more. early access early. to this, because this one's not going to be that early because we're doing it later in the week. Yep. But we are putting these out early on Patreon. So if you can't wait, go over to our Patreon mm-hmm. at um, patreon.com just another murder cast yep and we give bonus episodes there amanda has been commenting up on there by the way have you on where that? on patreon no 
You don't get notifications when they comment? No, because I'm, I don't have like, I'm not signed into our Patreon. Uh, so she's been commenting a lot. Has she? a lot of comments on there. Okay, I need you to, to sign me in there. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure she wants it to be the Haley and Jordan podcast. Which yeah. I would totally listen to if I didn't. <laughs> Why don't we have Amanda on? I love her. She'd be great. Okay, well, bring Great. Her she would be wonderful. Because um, we did have Candy. We haven't had Emily yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Let's She'd be wonderful. So, oh. even if it's just a reaction video. Yeah. She'd be great. Or um, podcast. Whatever. Reaction stuff that we yeah, do. Yeah, that's do fine. Things. That's fine. Um, but go over there and... Uh, look at it. Yeah, look at it, guys. Like, we love y'all. Thank okay? you. Yeah, thank you. All right. And so, we'll be back with so much more information. Tell us what you think. Send us all your questions. We love you so much. Okay, bye. Bye.